The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the digital marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and WordPress development solve business problems. Excited about today's show. Joined, as always, with co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Eberly. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, doing well. How about yourself? I can't complain. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. Another East Coast trip is winding down. about to head back to the West Coast for a little while and start working with some clients out there. So that's exciting at the same time. So uh, how are everything going in your neck of the woods in the New Jersey office? Good. Good. It's always, you know, that funny kind of interval after the fourth and getting back into the swing of summer. So, but things are good. Yeah. I mean, it, it is one of those things, you know, last year was such a funny 4th of July, the way that it fell. This year was a little bit different, a little bit more predictable for a business. So hope everybody else had a happy and a safe 4th of July and businesses cranking again and getting stuff done. So, you know, I wrote a blog post the other day about my and not when I say my Trinity Web Media's five rules for digital marketing. So I thought that you know, I thought that these these rules are so not vague or not ambiguous. I mean, they're hard and fast to me, but they they're some things are left for interpretation. So I thought that maybe we can discuss the five rules, how we abide by them, and how we put them in play for each and every one of our clients. So what do you think about that topic? I love it. I. I- thought that was a great article and it brings up some interesting points not everybody's talking about. Yeah, and the thing is is that, you know, in, in order to get through the noise, you have to do things differently. Mm-hmm. But by doing things differently, you still there are still rules that you need to play by. Mm-hmm. There's still things that you need to do to make sure that your brand is positioned correctly to talk to the right people. To have the right conversation, I'm a big believer in having the right conversation with the right people. Sure. You know, your content and your digital marketing needs to do that and definitely needs to start stimulating that. So l- l- let me just go through the five rules and then let's talk about them piece by piece. How's that sound? Yeah. <clears throat> so my five rules that Trinity works with are chasing vanity metrics, how I hate chasing vanity metrics, two, writing for search engines and not for your audience. When you sell too much, not knowing your positioning, and not being authentic. So these are the five rules that we're going to discuss that how you can how you stay away from chasing vanity metrics, how you write for an audience, not search engines, how you stop selling and be helpful, how you need to know your positioning, and how you need to be real and authentic. So let's just jump into that. Number one. Stop chasing vanity metrics. We did a whole podcast on that. What are some of your thoughts on vanity metrics? I mean, they, they make you feel good for, uh, you know, if you're getting results, you know, it makes you feel good. But if they're not moving the needle on the business, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, I'm at a point in whatever, I don't I want to say life or business where I don't give a shit about the likes. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I only care about how it moves the needle towards a goal. And my end all goal is always is engagement. Mm-hmm. I want engagement and the the byproduct of good engagement, the byproduct of good marketing and doing things correctly is revenue. Mm-hmm. 
and well, I, I, you know, things like likes and followers and shares. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly like what you said. It makes you feel good, but what's it really doing for the for the business? You know, the end all be all is revenue. And you know, me and my friend Josh Zeering, co-founder of KittyHawk.io, had a conversation about that. That we all know the ultimate metric is revenue. So how does you know? a hundred likes on Instagram? How does 10 likes on Facebook, how does that move you towards revenue? I don't care about, you know, the only reason I care about followers is because that's your audience, Mm -hmm. right? That's the only thing, but I can't, but if you're influential to a hundred people, that's better than being influential to 10 people with a thousand followers, Mm -hmm. You, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a quirky thing. And I think that vanity metrics are one of those things that still I've social media people and influencers. Don't get me started about that, that they are always, that's their end all be all. Well, I have a million, I have 10,000 followers. You should pay me X amount of dollars for my post. No, because you're not getting any true engagement. You're not getting any, you know, et cetera, et cetera on things that are going to move the needle towards revenue. Yeah. So what, what are some of your thoughts on that? You know, as a small business owner, it's, you know, I, I think it's a lot about the attitude. You know, I like seeing our, you know, audience grow because it's more people we can get our message to. It's not because it makes me feel good and popular and like, you know, Trinity's got a million friends online because that's not the case. Right. You know, you know so, so I, I think it, that to be excited about the opportunity that those things bring, great, but it's not the time. It's not something that, you know, should be celebrated necessarily. I think that, you know, each one of those metrics go kind of, you know, it's like a big soup, right? It's just like a big pot, right? Each one of those metrics go into the pot and they all resemble something greater. Sure. But standing on their own, I don't think they have much merit. Agreed. So when it comes to digital marketing, what I want to do is I want to measure traffic that a, a piece of content produces, engagement that it produces. I don't care, you know, a like nowadays and, and uh, you know, especially on Twitter, I, I used to hate, I, I used to, I was really against Twitter going to likes because before you would get retweets. It's so easy and cheap to like something nowadays. And, and it's not true engagement. You know, you're not sticking your neck out there and saying, yes, I believe in this. Yes, this is a message that you should subscribe to. This is a message that you should hear when you just like something. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing so, goes on Instagram and, you know, uh, Facebook. Oh, without a doubt. And the other vanity metric that I don't pay all that much attention to, and I know people go back and forth on this with me, is bounce rate. Mm -hmm. Bounce rate, I I don't really care all that much about bounce rate. I want traffic. I want people to come in. If somebody goes to my site, fills out my form, and then leaves right from that same page, that's technically a bounce. Yeah. So did I win or did I lose that round? Yeah, I mean, you won. You can. I think I, yeah. I won. Exactly. I got. I, I created a lead. I developed a lead. So I mean, it's one of those quirky things. I would love for analytics to do away with the whole bounce rate thing, but that's not going to happen. So stop chasing vanity metrics. Know what matters to your business and really stick with that. Number two, write and create content for an audience. You know, every time that we create a piece of content, or every time we create a piece of content for clients or anything like that, we always say, who are we addressing? 
who out there, and we put names on, on the personas that we've created for each one of our clients, for our own audience, you know, that we create, we create content and social media posts and, and, and podcasts and all that stuff for, with people in mind, not to be found in search. You know, so create content for an audience. Do not create content solely for a search engine. Yeah, I mean, every every once in a while, I will come upon something that I'm like, oh, this isn't written for this isn't for people. You know, this is for search, and it's yeah. the fastest way to break trust. Yeah, and it's like you know when you when you read that, you're you, you're saying to yourself, this isn't even written to be read exactly. by a person. Yeah, it's an you it's know, an like, insult to the people you are going to bring in with it. Yeah. This isn't even written to be read by anybody. Like who in their right mind would read this and have this resonate with, you know? And the, the reason that I, I, I want to connect with people, you know, again, we've gone on and on and on on this show and other videos and other content that we produce that what we do is all person to person and human to human, not business to business, not business to consumer, never business to search engine, you know? And what we want to do is connect with somebody. We want to solve a problem for somebody and we want a message to resonate with them, with that person. Because here's the deal. Search engines and algorithms change. We just had a big change in June with the core uh, algorithm of Google. Instagram is going through its own algorithm. If you go ahead and you optimize your content for algorithms, at some point, that content is no longer going to be effective. Yeah, it's a moving target. But... If you continue to create content for a person in mind, that persona, unless something significantly changes within your business, that persona is always going to be part of your business and part of your core community. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the most impactful, uh, you know, way to get in touch with your audience and, you know, create your, convert fans from your audience is to create content that they can identify with, they can read that resonates with them that, you know, makes them feel like, oh, they get it. I have that problem. Yeah, the, exactly. And the other thing always is create content with a specific message in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, we can't, I can't write a blog post about digital marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to write a blog post about content creation or about WordPress development or about this. I just can't, you know, if I write it in this whole big overarching pit, you know, this whole art overarching system, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's part of the people to people mindset. Without a doubt, 100% without a doubt. So write and create content for people and for personas and for your avatars in mind and forget about the search engines because if it's effective and people are clicking on the content and, and it's resonating with people, guess what it's going to do? It's going to perform well in search Yep, without a doubt. So number three, and this is one of my pet peeves, and I think that you're going to know what this, this is. When people solely create content for purposes of selling, stop selling. You know, I've done a bunch of WordCamp talks. All revolve around stop selling, start solving problems. And when you can solve a problem, whatever your solution is, sells itself. You know, it's, it's the trust me, trust me, trust me problem, right? How, how much do you trust somebody who keeps telling you to trust them? Yeah, not very much. Yeah, exactly. So what, what the deal is, is that stop selling so much. You're not, this is not the car industry. 
This is not, you know, people hire Trinity Web Media because of what our team and our specific set of expertise brings to them and what problem it solves. Not because we have the best business development team out there. In fact, of the matter, we've started saying no to more work than we say yes to because it's not the right amount of work. So I always try to position all, all of our content in being helpful. And I think that you should, you know, I think people should also really, really think about what it means for their product, service, and brand to be helpful to somebody else. What do you think? I agree. I mean, nobody sits down in front of a TV to watch the commercials. Right. (laughs) You know, you want entertainment, you want resources, you want education. Everybody has their own reason, but it's, it's not to watch commercials and be sold to. Nobody likes being sold to. People like buying, but they don't want to be sold to. Without a doubt. And I think that the more that you can just put the old way of thinking behind you and stop, you know, the always be closing, the, oh, you always got to sell. You the, no, no, I, I've shunned that so long ago. And all I want to do is give away my knowledge, you know, do things like the podcast. Nobody sponsors this podcast. This podcast costs us money. You know, I mean, we have no direct revenue streams from the, the podcast or any of the content we do other than client work. Mm-hmm. So the more that people can get to know you, the more that people can identify with what you do for them and what value you bring to the table, your service is going to sell themselves. Exactly. You, you know, w- without a doubt, I mean, you're going to be able to go ahead and, and get work just by being helpful rather than selling. Also, there's an era of desperation to people who are always selling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's that air. And the, the more desperate you are or you're perceived to be, the less people want to work with you. I've, I've noticed that a lot of times we're working with clients, it tends to be email blasts. Where instead of like, you know, thinking of it as like, hey, let's keep in touch. And this is what's going on with us. And this is content we've produced that you might find helpful. It's like, you know, big sale. Yeah. It doesn't always work like that. I mean, well, a lot of times, you know, when you, when you're selling, 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 the only point of differentiation that you have is price. Yeah. And when the only point of differentiation you have is price, you are then a commodity. And there's no way I want Trinity or any of the clients that we work with to be a commodity. Sure. You know, because then, you know, then it's a million, then it's a hundred mile an hour race to the bottom. But, you know, it's a, you know, like we always you say a gang like hundred mile an hour race to zero, you know, and that just doesn't make any sense. So along the lines of this one, let's we can go with the four right now, is know your positioning. So important. And know your positioning for your product, service, and brand. Know what value you bring to the table. Understand, and here's the thing that I've struggled with recently. We've changed some of our positioning on our website, and I think that. I know our positioning. I can demonstrate it. I can tell people about it. I can talk to people about it. But it's hard to articulate sometimes to people who don't get it. Sure. Case in point, 4th of July, sitting at a barbecue, you know, a lady kept asking, well, what do you market? What do you market? I'm like, you are clearly missing the point, Mm -hmm. you know, of what we bring to the table, which is fine. Not a client for us. You know, that's one that we would say no to quickly. But at the same time, like, I never in any of our company's marketing or any of our clients' marketing want to put up artificial barriers to doing business. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you don't know your 
positioning, you're putting up an artificial barrier. Yeah. I mean, it, understanding the big picture doesn't always mean you, you, you know, each piece of minutia makes sense. And, you know, going back and revisiting positioning from time to time is super important because, you know, everything, the only thing we're guaranteed in today's world is change. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Susan Byer in San Diego and, you know, where Trinity was always positioned as we solve business problems. Mm -hmm. And that's different for our market, talking about solving business problems and business intelligence. Now we got it down to a point of what specific problems do we solve? Yeah. And the specific problems that we solve are we get you found and we generate leads. And that people can resonate with. Sure, and completely understand what that does for a business. Right, and you can go into saying to somebody, we help you get found on the web, and you say, how favorable is a search result for your brand or product right now? How much is it worth you if you do get a favorable first page result? Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than saying, well, we need, you need to optimize, you know, rather than selling them an SEO service, Position to what you're doing, how it affects change within their world and within, you know, the ultimate metric revenue at the end. And how does that now the picture and the story starts coming together? Yeah. I mean, any business owner can understand that, you know, more leads equal more business, more product prospective buyers equal, you know, directly impacting that revenue byproduct that we talked about. Yeah, and that's where the good stuff starts happening. And then the last one is, I hate that I even have to use this as one of our rules, is be real and be authentic. Like, there's so much bullshit out there in in the digital marketing world, the social, social media influencer world. I love, you know, this is a real quick sidebar. I, I, I love when Instagram goes down because these influencers are freaking the fuck out. It's <laughs> true. You know, you know what I mean? Like they are freaking out that you're charging $30,000 a post and they can't get anything up and running. And, you know, I, I think that what it does is just be real, be authentic. You know, not every day in business is a great day. You know, we've definitely have experienced our ups and downs. Do you have to talk about all that stuff? No, but don't position yourself as everything is, you know, rainbows and unicorns. And this is what we're going to do for you and make all these promises that are not even close to being real and talk about, you know, you know, one of my favorites is I'll guarantee you the top three (laughs) search positionings or, you know, any kind of guarantee, anybody guarantees anything like that run from them quickly because they are, they're, they're full of it, but just be real, be yourself. Like, you know, you and I and Nate and, and Scott and Anna and our whole team and everybody who's together you know, I think that what we've done is we're ourselves when we go to meetings. We're ourselves. And that translates, you know, definitely in the podcast, definitely in all the videos that we produce. And everything that we touch, we put our own personality and our own stamp in. And guess what? It works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. And that's fine. If it doesn't work for those other people, that's that that's okay too. You know, I, I just finished the book, The Business of Expertise. and when you're authentic and when you demonstrate value and you're an expert, people will put up with a lot of things if they see the inherent value in the end of it. Yeah. You know, and it's very, very interesting. So I think that, you know, those are the five things that I try to focus on when launching any digital marketing campaign. And these are like five rules. I mean, 
I don't know if they're rules or they're constraints or they're things to live by or a mantra, whatever the hell it is. You know, it's just, if you follow these five simple things, then what you're able to do is you really, really what this does is it sifts out all the garbage and it gets down to the brass tacks. I mean, it's going to say, if you can, if you can live with the, in this, you know, like you said, constraints or rules or whatever we want to refer to them as, you know, you're going to save a ton of time and money marketing your brand. You're going to be able to get the right copy out, the right imagery out, the right messaging out, not spend time, you know, turning levers and, you know, tweaking a campaign that's not going to work because you're not being genuine. You're, you know, because you're, because you're attracting and talking to the right people. Exactly. When you're real, you attract other people who are real also. Mm -hmm. Now you're not going to attract everybody. Right, but they're going to be real on your same level, and your level of expertise, and your skill, and your pricing, and the value you bring is going to really click with a, a, more people than you you imagine. Yeah. So I. I yeah. No, and I mean I, I think that's a really valid point. We're in the uh, as Andy Versella calls in the era of you know the thirty thousand dollar a year millionaire. Yeah, and and that's you know that's the influencer culture. Yep. And you know, real let's talk real quick about influencers, right? And this is, you know, I think that everybody is an influencer to somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, I have 3,600 followers on Twitter. I can, there are people in there that who is my opinion influences to do one of two things, to act or to think differently. Right? That's being influential. You know, on Instagram, same thing. You know, with 1,000 followers, it's just like what you put out there challenges people to act differently, think differently, or do something differently, you know, or agree with you. That's that's how you really influence people. Everybody is an influencer to somebody. You don't need to have 100,000, 200,000, you know, any of that. I would rather have 1,000 or I'd rather have 100 of the right people than 100,000 of other people who are just casual. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's as simple as looking at, you know, you, you're on Instagram, you see your friends on vacation and you're like, oh man, I want to go there and you Google it. Right. You, you just made an influence, you know, influence in that person with doing research and, you know, maybe that's where they go on vacation in the future. It, it's really that yeah, simple. Totally. Or, you know, you would think about restaurants or, or lifestyle, things like that. So sure. everybody influences somebody else. And by adhering to these five rules, you're going to start to influence people who are like-minded with you. You know, who are thinking the same way, saying along the same lines as you. So, I mean, that's what you're really trying to get to. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's no better audience to have than those that I can identify with your values. You know, what's important to you, what what drives and makes you know decision making process. One hundred percent. So, any any final thoughts on on this topic? No, I think this is a great checklist to run through. You know, messaging, copy, articles, videos. You know, anytime you're producing content and trying to market your brand, you know, keep these in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and these are the rules that work for us and work for our clients. I would challenge you to think about our rules and create your own. Sure. Create what works for you in a manner. I'm sure that it's going to be along the same lines. It may be a little different, but you know, tweak and, and leverage these rules to make something work for yourself and move the needle for you and the people that you work with. Yeah. So thanks to everybody for listening. You can get more episodes of The New Marketing Show at 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get us a quick link on trinitywebmedia.com slash apple-podcasts. And as always, you know, Kevin, thanks for your time. It's always good talking to you. It's always good talking about these type of topics and having a, a think tank. Uh, it's fantastic. Thanks for taking the time to write the, the blog post that inspired the episode. No problem. So, hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. 